Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. Really, in order to find quality care, you often have to be on a wait list that's months long. The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. The aggressive advocates who were looking to overrule Roe for so long, they really had no idea of the consequences they might be opening up. In this case, there very well may be charges that are appropriate. For example, trying to obstruct an official proceeding of Congress, right? That is unlawful. This is KCBS In-Depth. The standard work week, eight hours a day, five days a week, clock in, clock out, rinse, repeat, times five. It feels like a rhythm that's as old as time, but in fact, it really isn't. The five-day work week didn't become the law of the land in the U.S. until the 1930s, and before that, a lot of people were working a lot more. So now, after decades and decades of technological advancement and economic growth, a growing number are asking the question, Could the work week be shortened again? Welcome to KCBS In-Depth, broadcasting throughout the Bay Area and streaming on the Odyssey app. I'm Keith Menconi. Today on the program, we'll be taking on the case for the four-day work week. That is the idea that not only workers, but also many employers would be better off if we all got an extra day to ourselves. A day to recharge our batteries, tend to the trouble spots in our lives, and return to work that much more energized and productive. What's more, this idea is not entirely theoretical. A small but growing number of companies have actually adopted four-day workweek policies already. In fact, we just recently got the results from a massive trial in the UK involving dozens of companies that tried out reduced hours and found the switch brought a broad range of benefits for employees related to mental health, sleep and stress levels, and also found that the participating companies did not see a drop in revenues, even though they kept paying their workers the same amount. But the four-day work week does have plenty of skeptics, who say while it may work for some, it's just not a practical way to run an economy. In this conversation, we'll be getting a range of perspectives on this trend, and also hearing where it could all lead here in California. To start us off, we're going to be welcoming on first... Alex Sujung Kim Pong. He helps manage programs and research for the nonprofit Four Day Week Global. It's a group working to advance the four day work week. He's also the author of the book Shorter Work Better, Smarter, and Less. Here's how. Alex Sujung Kim Pong, thanks for joining the program. Thanks for having me, Keith. So, why, in your view, has the time come for the four day work week? Well, 
companies have been experimenting with the four day week for quite some time. And, you know, in a way it's almost been like the personal jetpack of the labor movement, something people have been talking about sort of as just on the horizon for decades. But I think that the reason that it has really taken off in the last few years are that, you know, number one, before the pandemic, you started to see companies sort of pushing back against kind of the culture of sort of overwork and performative labor in enterprises where long hours were the norm and asking, really, couldn't we do things differently? And what we've seen since the pandemic is that a lot of companies, I think, sort of discovered that during lockdown, they could be a lot more efficient or productive that they could sort of, uh, you know, or they could use collaborative tools and remote work to improve productivity. But also, they discovered that you know there was a real need to rethink and change how organizations work and re- kind of rethink the place of work in everybody's life. And and so as a result, the pandemic has, if anything, increased the desire for new kinds of working and also shown everybody that companies can change how they work faster and more profoundly than I think we ever thought possible in you know, January or February of 2020. And so for all of these reasons, you know, the, you know, the long promise of a shorter work week is finally being put into practice in you know, companies of all, of all sorts all over the world. Yeah, just seems like an, an awful lot changing in the workplace all at once. And uh, as you say, uh, very fast. Let's circle back to that trial that we mentioned at the top of the program. This was a six-month trial of the four-day work week that was undertaken by, uh, as we said, dozens of companies, uh, the largest such trial to ever take place anywhere in the world. Uh, this one was uh, in the UK. And these companies were trying out the four-day work week, but keeping pay for their employees constant and uh, then being measured on uh, a number of different metrics. Uh, We should also mention that your organization, Four Day Week Global, had a hand in organizing all of this. So uh, Alex, Sujung Kim Pong, uh, the results are in. What are the key findings from this trial? So uh, key findings were that you know, more than 70% of employees reported having reduced levels of burnout sort of during the trial. They were less stressed. They felt improvements in mental health, reductions in negative emotions. Um, and they also described being able, better able to manage the demands of work and the demands of home or family time sort of more sort of effectively. And, you know, for companies as well, you know, companies t- uh, sort of rated their overall experiences, company business productivity, business performance uh, at, you know, on a scale of 10, somewhere between about seven and a half and eight. And so both for, you know, individual workers and for sort of organizations, the four-day week proved to be something that delivered of uh, uh, delivered both personal and or collective benefits without sort of sacrifices of, of output or uh, or productivity. 
Yes, really uh, stunning results for uh, a lot of folks out there, and uh, many have found them very promising. We can dig a little bit more into them in just a little bit, but uh, taking a step back from the numbers for a second, I want to also hear directly from some of the companies that have been trying out the four-day workweek model themselves, Um, and we're going to start off first with Signified. That's an e-commerce fraud protection company headquartered in San Jose with about 500 employees globally. Uh, I spoke with them recently, and they told me that uh, they started thinking about a four-day work week a few years ago, in part as a response to the upheavals from the pandemic. I think moving to fully remote for some people led to a lack of maybe appropriate boundaries. This was a new way of doing work that they were not used to. Our business was lucky to really boom during COVID, so people were just flat out busier than ever. That's Emily McKiley, Signified's chief people officer. She says as a result of all that, burnout and mental health challenges began to grow. And so we wanted to think of really bold ways that we could do something drastic to try to really show that we cared about our employees and that we wanted to put them first. So as of a year ago, it became the company's standard for all employees to take Fridays off. And McKiley says that people are finding good ways to use that time. It it really runs the gamut. A lot of family, a lot of hobbies. Um, I also hear a lot of just like sleeping and watching TV. (laughs) Like, but uh, you know, it it really it really depends on the person. But um, they're kind of all just you know using it however brings them joy, and that's what I love to see. So, no surprise, according to company surveys, she says employees seem to love the extra day off. But what does it mean for the bottom line? Well, as with other companies we've heard about in this conversation so far, uh, Signified has seen benefits despite the lost work time. McKiley says that the extra rest has allowed employees to be more focused and efficient on the job. In fact, she says that the company hasn't seen any negative impacts in terms of how much work is getting done. I think what you find when you take uh, a chance like this on your employees, you take a stand and you, you know, you really show that you're prioritizing their health and well-being they do the right thing, right? They step up when needed because they feel that the company is taking care of them too. Um, Of course, long-term, that's not a way, you know, you don't want to rely on goodwill and someone's excellent work ethic to always step up. You need to build more robust processes, which is a part of what we're doing. But you also do see, you know, it paid back in the loyalty you get from employees because they're they're not bitter. They want to help the company in the same way the company's helping them. Emily McKiley, Chief People Officer with Signified, based out of San Jose. So let's dwell on that point for one second, Alex Sujung Kim Pong. How, how can it be that companies are able to get just as much work done, even though their workers are putting in fewer hours? The simple answer is that, in a way, the four-day week is already here. Improvements in order of productivity, order of new technologies, have or have made office work and other kinds of work or of more sort of a or of more productive in the last 20 years the problem is it's also come with increasing distractions or of you know spent implemented in open offices that are like amplifiers of sort of you know of uh, uh, of uh, distraction and so what these companies are doing is um sort of reducing distractions and giving people more time to focus by making meetings a lot shorter um Sort of, uh, and having fewer people in them, having better agendas. Um, they also will sort of uh, find ways of using 
technologies to help people focus and and sort of concentrate better rather than being kind of perpetually pulled in a bunch of different sort of directions. And finally, many of them will also redesign the workday itself to give people more time for sort of deep focused work and more opportunity to sort of really get things done. And if you can just do those things, it turns out that you can save, you know, something like two to three hours of productive time per day, which you can, which gives you space to, of, uh, to, uh, to move from sort of a five-day week to a four-day week. Once again, that was Alex Sujung Kim Pong with Four Day Week Global. Uh, this is KCBS in depth. I'm Keith Menconi, and uh, hopefully that gives a good primer on the case for the four day work week. Uh, but as, as we said at the top, uh, skepticism abounds on this topic. And so we're going to welcome on one of those skeptics right now. That's Matthew Bidwell, a professor of management at the Wharton School uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. Matthew Bidwell, welcome to the program as well. Thank you very much for having me on. So you've heard our conversation so far. What do you make of the four day work week? I mean, I'll start by saying it's a very interesting idea. Um, I'm also very impressed by the work that Alex and his colleagues have been doing. I think these studies have been absolutely fascinating. Um, I think there are still some questions to be answered. As you said, kind of you know, a really big part of it is, can we still get five days work out of people um, in four days? And that's important because if we can't, ultimately, this ends up either reducing companies' profits or workers' wages or both. Um, yeah, I think these pilots have been really promising. But I think that the skeptical question is, how much of these benefits are because people are working four days? And how much of these benefits are because most of our working practices are hideously inefficient, as Alex pointed out. And so we could find ways to make people more efficient. Um, but rather than taking those extra efficiencies and cutting work to four days, the alternative is to take those extra efficiencies, work five days and make more money. Um, and I just wonder whether both for companies and employees, that second option will often be more attractive. Well, and just to stick with you for one more second, Matthew Bidwell, I mean, you, you uh, that relates to another criticism that you sometimes hear from folks, which is that not everybody would prefer to have that day off. Some people, if they were given the option of having a day off or having more money, they'd take the extra money. I think so. I mean, there's probably not enough research on this. Um, the research that I've seen suggests that actually for a lot of people, working 40 to 45 hours a week is kind of a sweet spot as they think about that kind of that balance between leisure time versus money. I would also say, I think it varies hugely across different people. Um, I think for some people, mm. a four-day work, four work week is a huge improvement. Other people prefer to work longer. And so I, I think one of the useful things this conversation really raises is thinking about what are the variety of different arrangements we might want. Some of us are struggling to get down to 40 hours a week. <laughs> there is a definitely a big range. So uh, putting some of those points back to Alex Sujung Kim Pong, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, about your response to one of Matthew Bidwell's points, which is basically that, you know, um, we have seen these great results. It's a relatively short trial. But if in the long run, everything was kind of allowed to settle out, would companies really be willing to you know, take that data themselves, um, if, you know, there was more money to be made by asking the, asking them to work uh, another day? Is this, is this something that could really be sustained in the long run? Um, 
we don't have a lot of companies that have done it for, you know, sort of years and years. That's a, still a relatively new movement. But the ones that have do report that you know, the improvements from a four-day week, uh, you know, from the trial aren't just like a sugar rush, um, that they're able to keep them going. I think it does take kind of work on the part of leadership to keep the four-day week from turning into just an entitlement. Um, you know, it's uh, places that do it successfully maintain a kind of spirit that this is something that everybody has to work together to earn rather than being something that sort of you're simply given. Um, I think also that, you know, one of the other secrets about the four-day week is that it is, it, you know, because, because it's something that everybody kind of produces together um, and because at the, because the improvements are ones that you can see very, very quickly, right? Either at the end of at the end of Thursday, everybody can has done all the work necessary to have a three-day weekend, or they haven't. And so, in contrast to other kinds of productivity improvements or or change management efforts that result in maybe an improvement in stock price or of or or more money months from now. The feedback on this is really tight, and people can see the benefits and or the satisfactions um, very, very quickly. And I think that that is, you know, that's one of the reasons that eighty-five percent of uh, of people um, or really want it to continue, and fifteen percent say that no amount of money would make them go back to a five-day week if given the option. Yeah, a lot of interesting findings there. Uh, real quick for anybody just joining us, this is KCBS In-Depth, your weekly deep dive into the events and trends shaping life in the Bay Area and beyond. I'm Keith Manconi. Today on the program, uh, so much is changing about how we work. Could the next change be working less? We're talking about the four-day work week with Alex Sujung Kim Pong. He helps uh, manage programs and research for the nonprofit Four Day Week Global. Also speaking with Matthew Bidwell, professor of management at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, As we did a little bit earlier on, we're going to bring in another perspective from a local uh, group that has been trying out the Four Day Work Week. Uh, This one is the Rockwood Leadership Institute based out of Oakland. It's a nonprofit that provides leadership training. Their four-day workweek story goes all the way back to 2008, when the organization was struggling to meet its budget. And so, in an effort to save money, the director-level staff and the president at the time took a pay cut, and they did not work on Fridays. That's Joy Foley, a marketing director for the nonprofit. She says the change did, in fact, help the company get back on budget, and it also had other benefits, too. The... Uh, leadership at the time was like, this was actually really refreshing and positive for us. <laughs> like, we, it helped us be better leaders here. So eventually, they decided to adopt a Fridays off policy for the whole organization. Foley says that Rockwood Leadership Institute has been growing consistently since it made the switch. But she adds, boosting efficiency, inspiring employee loyalty, these are not the only reasons that they're sticking with the policy. Our, our four-day work week is really about our, our values. And their recognition that your work life has a big impact on the rest of your life, too. We spend a huge part of our lives at work, <laughs> right? Like, this is a very important part of a person's community, of how they connect with people. So, ultimately, 
If you give people lots of time to rest, if you show them that you care about them as human beings, that you care about their well-being, that you care about their families, the, the more they're going to be able to show up across their whole life, right? Not just at work, but for their families, for their communities. Yeah, so it just, it makes a difference when you focus on, on people as opposed to product or profit. And that's Joy Foley with the Rockwood Leadership Institute nonprofit in Oakland. Uh, Alex Sujung Kim Pong, uh, wondering if you could speak to that issue that she's raising right there. And it's actually a little bit of a criticism that you hear sometimes that uh, we're really framing too much of this debate about the four-day work week around, you know, how it does or does not make companies more efficient. Basically, you know, framing the debate around what's it what it's doing for companies. But uh, there's really a, a human angle here that's also important, no? Absolutely. And I think that the, you know, that the conversation around or the productivity and company benefit has been important to foreground in a period when you had a lot of skepticism over whether it was, you know, possible to sort of to move to a four-day week without killing a company. And I think that the that as we get more data, we get more stories of companies that are able to make this transition and sort of to do so or profitably, that probably will create more space for sort of talking about the human benefit. And also, I think talking about that other thing that Joy sort of uh, zeroes in on, which is that this also can kind of generate a change in mindset, a change in the way that even very ambitious people like startup founders um, think about the the place of work in their lives and the way in which they can do great work without, you know, without burning themselves out and making their lives and the lives of their workers actually better. Yeah, so a lot of conversations are coming out of this. Uh, I want to talk a little bit right now about how those conversations are shaping up here in California. Uh, That includes a proposal last year to mandate a 32-hour work week for uh, large companies in the state. That went down in flames, never actually got a vote. Uh, Meantime, another proposal that has uh, apparently been put forward multiple multiple times in recent years uh, would make it easier for workers to request a change in how their work hours are divvied up throughout the week. Uh, So allowing them to request to work, uh, for example, for 10-hour days, basically just more flexibility there. Uh, and finally, there is a somewhat more modest proposal from uh, Assemblymember Evan Lowe of Cupertino uh, to create a pilot program that would offer uh, grants to companies that try out the four-day workweek model and, uh, I guess, just give us more information of, on how that is working out in practice here in uh, California. Uh, Matthew Bidwell, again, with uh, the Wharton School. Um, what do you think would be the most productive conversation or steps that could come out of this uh, four-day workweek model conversation that we're having right now? Are, 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 are there, you know, uh, is, is there good inspiration that could be taken out of this, despite some of your skepticism there? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I think two things are worth noting. I mean, I fully agree with Alex about kind of the culture of overwork, and I think getting people to to reconsider that whether that is a four-day week or it's other steps to kind of, yeah, getting back from 60 hours to 40 hours is in some ways more important than getting from 40 to to 32 for a lot of people. But I think kind of reconsidering some of those relationships is valuable. And just generally experimentation. As I said, I mean, the fact that the vast majority of us work five days a week, right? I mean, it's not clear five is the right number for us all. I'm not sure four is the right number for us all either. I mean, I think different people and even at different stages of their lives I mean, 
different um, kind of balance between your work and the rest of your life um, makes sense. So I think anything that fosters kind of experimentation and flexibility for people to craft the kinds of schedules that work for them is a great idea. Alex Sujun Kim Pong, I mean, do you agree that maybe whatever steps we take should be fostering experimentation and flexibility? Or or do you think that it really is the time for us to have a government mandate that, you know, uh, 32 hours a week is the way to go? I think we're in a period where companies are or of, uh, are trying to figure this out for themselves, right? Lots of them are experimenting with four-day weeks along with flexible work or sort of hybrid, and you know, and figure and trying to understand the pros and cons of each of them and sort of what works given their particular circumstances and clients and so forth. Um, I think that the you know government mandates. Uh, Government intervention can come in lots of different forms, and we don't know yet whether sort of shortening the work week, whether you know a break on payroll taxes, or some other kind of policy sort of intervention would offer sort of the the right combination of incentivizing companies without creating either undue burdens or constraints, or just creating a kind of sugar rush in which companies you know, adopt a four day week to or of you know to to get you know to get some stimulus mm. and then abandon it once it's over but um you know i am i'm i'm heartened by the fact that lots of different states not just california are proposing different kinds of programs to try and figure out which one of these instruments will work best and all of them have a kind of research component that I hope will help answer some of the kinds of questions that sort of Matthew and lots of other economists have, because it's clear that I think the four-day week works well in practice. The question is, how does it work in theory? And we need to understand that. Yeah. All right. So uh, as you're saying, um, a lot more questions uh, to be answered. I suppose I'll give the closing thought to Matthew Bidwell. Um, in, in, in just about a minute or less, uh, your thoughts on, you know, what, what do you make of this overall argument that we, we used to have even longer work weeks? It seems like the trend is for shorter work weeks over time because we're getting more and more efficient. Uh, why, why haven't we seen a shortening of the work week already? And is that a, an expectation that we should have? Yeah. I mean, I think Keynes famously said in the 1930s, something along the lines of, you know, with the growth in productivity, we'll all be working, what, 15 hours a week by um, by the end of the century, um, and it never happened. Yeah, the reality is we could all be working five, 10 hours a week, and we could all have the standard of living of a 1930s American, um, average American, but, but most of us don't want that. And so I think there is, I mean, I think two constraints are, you know, we want to earn more because, you know, Kind of frivolously, we want more flat screen TVs, but in practice, we want better education, better healthcare, all sorts of things that that money buys us. And also, a lot of people get a tremendous amount of meaning out of work. And I think often this kind of idea of kind of cut back work, it's kind of the sense of, you know, work's a bad thing. Sometimes it is. (laughs) It often can be, but it can be very valuable and meaningful to people as well. And they want to spend that time on it. And so I I think that's why... You know, for a lot of people, actually spending more time at work is something they still value. Uh, Alex Sujun Kim Pong, curious for uh, your uh, response to that. Um, do, do we do we value the right things here? Or is it also a question of uh, changing our perspective on work? Yeah, I think that it's about recognizing that we can do work that 
is meaningful, that gives us purpose, but also is more sustainable. That you know you can build careers and jobs that aren't just part of a kind of arms race against burnout, the way that they tend to be here in Silicon Valley, and that you know in a sense you can, you know, you can get all of the good things out of work without spending or of all of your time at work. So you know in a so that. You know, in a way, the four-day week movement is about figuring out how to make work better and sort of, sort of without working longer. And we think it's possible to do that. All right. Well, we will find out a little bit more as time goes on. But for now, we're going to have to round out this program. This has been KCBS In-Depth. We've been speaking to Alex Sujung Kim Pong. He helps manage programs and research for the nonprofit Four Day Week Global. Alex Sujung Kim Pong. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we've also been speaking with Matthew Bidwell, a professor of management at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Matthew Bidwell, thanks to you as well. Thank you very much for having me on. And thank you all for listening. For KCBS and In-Depth, I'm Keith Manconi. Stay safe, be well. We'll talk again next week. You've been listening to KCBS In-Depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 